I got friends, only wanna talk business. I got expenses, to win these expenses. I got expenses, to win these expenses. I've been winning all the work. I've been winning all the work. I've been winning all the work. Welcome to Put That Coffee Down, the freight sales show for closers. My name is Kevin Hill. I'm your host. Uh, today, as always, we have a, a great episode. We're going to talk about surveys. I love surveys, so uh, it's always a great opportunity to, to talk about those uh, when, when those come out. And, you know, a shipper survey, 3PL survey about service, technology, what everyone is, is looking for and talking about technology we have the Freight Tech 100 nominations up and running today. This is the first day of nominations. So go out and nominate your favorite Freight Tech company for this award. Um, those close August 26th and then November 3rd here in Chattanooga at F3. The third day of F3, November 3rd, we announced the winners and the top 25 on stage. So once again, from now until August 26th, go out and do your nominations on FreightWaves.com. And 3PL outsourcing is really all about integrations. And in today's world, integration is always about tech. Uh, the survey that Mary and I are going to go over is the 26th Annual Third-Party Logistics Study, NTT Data, Penn State, and Penske uh, put this out each year, and we're going to talk about the evolution of outsourcing logistics and the, the role that technology plays in that. But let's welcome to the show our guest, Mary O'Connell. Hi, Kevin. Thanks so much for having me today. I'm excited to dive into the survey. I, I am too. You know, but before we get into the survey, let's talk a little bit about Check Call and your coverage of 3PL and freight broker industry here at FreightWaves. Yeah, I mean, uh, like you mentioned, I write Check Call the newsletter. It comes out Tuesdays and Thursdays, usually Tuesdays afternoon and Thursdays around lunchtime. Um, and then we have the show that comes on right after this one. And uh, lately, we've kind of been diving into some broker compensation packages. And um, we've really kind of focused on this study a lot just to make sure that 3PLs are really understanding what shippers want, because we all like to think that we know what shippers want. But most of the time, sometimes we're wrong. <laughs> Most of the times we are wrong, and we're going to see some some great data pop out of the survey because <clears throat> you always have to know what your target market, who your target market is, and what they are looking for. And it's not necessarily what you think they should be looking for. Oftentimes, it's asking the right questions and getting them to tell you exactly what they're looking for. Oh, absolutely. We like to, uh, I feel like the whole transportation and logistics industry suffers from a case of the... Uh, I know what you want, so let me tell you what I want. And we're just going to talk at each other instead of actually sit down and listen to what the other person has to say. It's a favorite pastime of anyone in logistics. It really is. I mean, I think one of the, the, the questions that salespeople in any industry, especially in 3PLs that we ask that I think is, a, I, I really do. I, the, the more I think about it, the more I hear it, I think it's a horrible question. What are your pain points? <laughs> because you're, you're basically, you're, you're setting the other, your, your counterparty, which is most likely a shipper, right? You're setting them up to tell you something that you're not going to listen to, really, except for maybe one little detail. And then you're going to jump on that because like, oh, I can fix this one little detail. No, whether it's important or not, it's just part of the narrative. And as soon as you hear that from, from anywhere, what are your pain points? It's like, ah, here we go again. 
<laughs> it's one of those where you're like, okay, this is another guy that's come in and said, I can save you 10% off the bottom line. What are your pain points? And you listen to the first sentence and you just hammer in on that. But really that first pain point could be tied to that last one. And mm-hmm. then it's a whole higher comprehensive solution that you can offer. It's just a matter of sitting down, listening and kind of framing it in a way of saying, like, all right, well, where are you struggling? Where are your constant headaches and battles? Let's start there. Don't necessarily just ask a pain point and just say like, walk me through your process. What does it look like? And then it kind of can become that partnership, that consult, that consultation kind of thing where that's where you can figure out if that is a good match for, if that shipper is a good match for you. And if that 3PL can actually provide a beneficial service to it, because just because you have a 3PL doesn't mean that you're the right match for that shipper. You're exactly right about that. I, I think, and I've been telling more and more people this, I, I, th- I think that the, the better way to, have to ask that question is like, if we set aside budgets and time and resources in a perfect world, what would your process look like? And I, I think oftentimes we're scared to ask that because they're probably going to say a lot of things that we can't cure. <clears throat> but that's okay. Right. You know, you're getting their honest opinion. You're getting their buy-in. And that's the, the, the biggest thing. It's starting to become their idea of what they would like to see and whatever steps that you can take to help them get there, they'll at least remember you. They might not buy right then. Right. It, it might not be a good fit, but they'll remember you. Right. They might not necessarily, you might not be able to make every truck show up on time because let's be honest, if we could all do that, there would be a lot of problems solved in the world. But uh, if you can't get the trucks to show up on time, maybe you can come up with like a drop trailer program or something that gives the illusion that like, okay, well, we can get the trucks to kind of show up on time if we just have the freight loaded and then they just take it with them when they get there. That way the stuff is still moving out of the warehouse and it's at least freeing up your docks to continue to be worked on. Um, But yeah, pretty much sitting down and listening, I think is going to be the number one key because that way at least the shipper feels heard and they know that you know, you're not here just to say, oh, we can save you 10% the first year, but then next year we're going to come back and ask you for a rate increase that's going to negate any savings we saved you that first year. Yeah, it's really, you want to steer clear of prices as much as possible, right? Yeah, but before you, certainly before you you do, I mean, you want to be upfront about price, but you don't want to get in a price conversation and have your solution be price. Your solution can't be price. It's, It's part of the overall package. Um, but you have to offer real value uh, side of that because uh, shippers and, and 3PLs don't really always uh, see things the same way. And this is what we're going to see on our first chart. So, Tanner, if you can throw that up right now, uh, that would be fantastic. Okay, so here we go. Can you detail this chart a little bit for us, Mary? Yeah. So the biggest disparity that you kind of see is in this overall shippers increasing the use of their outsourced logistics services. You can see that a majority of those shippers have decreased that like probably at a bigger percentage than anything else. Um, And then 3PLs have also in turn felt that. So that's kind of one of the few areas where they line up. And I think it's become a lot of the problems that shippers have that um, there's been a big decline in the perceptions of 3PLs being advantageous to shippers, not necessarily in a way that makes them see like 3PLs don't have any value, but more in a way that what 3PLs could have done more. Um, They, most shippers have 
seen a decline in 3PLs contributing to improved service, a decline in new and innovative ways to improve logistics effectiveness, and it also declined in contributing to reducing overall cost. Yeah, this last year hasn't been an amazing freight market because it's, you know, been full of challenges and supply chain disruptions more times than any of us really want to admit. So the shippers do ultimately want help and they want to have that valuable relationship with their 3PL. It's just a Across the board, shippers want more from their 3PL and need to feel that they uh, have a voice in everything, that they have an opinion, and that 3PLs are doing what they have said that they are going to do, whether that's reducing overall logistics costs or um, consolidating the number of 3PLs that they're using or you know, just generally improving that relationship. Um, when shippers outsource their logistics to a 3PL, whether it's through managed trans or warehouses or anything like that, they want to feel that you know their business is taken care of and their business is looked after. And over this past year and that insane freight market that we've seen and the challenges that it has that it has been, um, I think that shippers really just kind of got discouraged and kind of felt that they, you know, they weren't special. They kind of got they lost their sparkle a little bit. Sometimes you, you do lose your sparkle, right? Um, so if we throw this back up, um, uh, let, let's detail this. Because on the left-hand side, you have shippers in 2021 and then 2022, and then 3PL providers in 2021 and then 2022. <clears throat> and what you find are uh, you know, some disparities here. And, and one of the ones that, that really jump out to, to, to me at 64% here in the most recent survey, the use of 3PLs has contributed to reducing overall logistics costs. 64% of shippers agree with that statement. And in 2022, 86% um, of 3PLs. That's a 20-point gap. And it was even further in 2021. In 2021, it was about a 25, 26-point gap. So those are two different frameworks. I, I know 3PL, you're proud of your product. You're proud of your service. Uh, you think that you are saving your customers money and, and time, but they don't always feel that way. Right. They don't. I mean, it's the data clearly has it written out here that um, shippers just don't feel like they're reducing their overall logistics costs. And I mean, I would say that, oh, well, it's because transportation costs have been so high the past year, but also they provided that data in 2021. And so it's a continual problem that shippers are seeing from their 3PL. 3PLs are like, no, we're awesome. Look at all this money we're saving. But in reality, mm -hmm. the shippers don't feel there, feel that way. So there's a massive disconnect that 3PLs really need to sit down and go, well, why does our shippers not feel like they're, they're, we're lowering their costs? Because if shippers feel this way and there's that much of a disparity, then that just leaves the door wide open for another 3PL to come in and say, well, those guys didn't save you money, but we're going to. And I know it's not always necessarily about price, but with this big of a price gap, I'm sorry, this big of a gap in the data and the perception of it, something is fundamentally off that everyone needs to kind of take a step back and go, what have we done and what are we not promising on? And then the, the, the response below that too is, is another great example. Overall shippers are increasing their use of outbound logistics services. 80% um, of, of 3PLs think they are, but shippers only about half. So, uh, you know, you, you think it's a very much an expansive market. Maybe it's not quite expansive as, as well. So let, let's flip to the next chart. Um, because it's something that I've, I've always used a general rule of thumb. 
I've always used this. Transportation costs, shipping costs are 10% of sales for most shippers, right? And that's very much in line here, 2019, 2020, on to 2022 is that, that you know, 9, 10, 11% range. So if you're out there prospecting, uh, a good rule of thumb, and I'm glad the survey bores it out uh, or bears it out uh, as well, a good rule of thumb is that if you're prospecting to a $50 million revenue business, you're going to see about 5% of that in transportation spend or about 400000 and change per month. And then you can calculate that maybe into load volumes. Um, but that's the, the math that you need to do to, to qualify prospects and, and qualify customers before you pick up the phone and talk to them. Oh, absolutely. If you are prospecting for shippers and you are trying to figure out their transportation spend and you just call them up and say, hey, what's your transportation spend? Tell me about your business. Immediately, that's not that's not a second phone call. You need to know about the people that you're calling. You need to do some homework. If they're a publicly traded company, you know, dive into those quarterly earnings or those yearly earnings. If not, there's ways that you can get some of those transportation spends um, and really just kind of say that, all right, well, clearly you spend 10% uh, or 11% this past year on your transportation. Um, well, why do you feel like it increased so much, like increased 2% over the last year? Like, what did you see? Was it a lot of expedites? Was it poor mismanagement? Because you can, you can have an increased transportation spend if you are just kind of throwing money at the problem to get trucks to show up. But if you take the real problem, which might be an inefficient warehouse or inefficient load schedule, um, then you can, buy, if you're that 3PL, you can say, oh, we can f- we can kind of fix the root problem to lower that overall transportation spend over time as well, not just right off the bat by running an RFP and get you, getting you new rates. Taking that time to really kind of understand that shipper's business and have an educated phone call with them will almost always get you a second phone call. It will. You have to be educated whenever you pick up the phone and start talking, knowing transportation spend and knowing what kind of business they're in is always important, but we'll leave that for another day. Percent of total logistics expenditures directed to outsourcing is about half. It went down a little bit in 2022, I wonder, or basically in 2021, uh, because it's a 2022 study. So it's probably looking more at 2021, probably with volatility in the market. Uh, the, you know, the, the, the excess of shipping volumes, load volumes, and, and consumer patterns uh, has made it a very volatile and, and challenging year to, to, to benchmark now. Three, four, five years on, we probably have a better idea um, of, of, of that spend. Absolutely. I mean, the, uh, the, the outsourcing, like outsourcing shippers will always want to outsource some logistics and some capabilities some capability. And this data actually kind of reflects that other chart that we looked at previously, where we've seen a decrease in the percent of total logistic expenditure directed to outsourcing and shippers feeling that their uh, their 3PL is really um, reducing their overall logistics costs. So personally, for me, if I was running a business and I didn't see any benefits from the people that I had outsourced to, well, then I would want to cut back the amount of money that I'm spending into outsourcing. And we're kind of seeing that follow the trends that shippers had said in the previous chart where we had seen that drop and we're seeing it drop at a I would say a slightly higher rate than the other one. Um, but I would just say that, you know, the shippers want to outsource, they want to have things helped, but clearly their needs aren't being quite met how they should be. 
Probably not. Certainly last year in 2021 and the first couple months of 2022, right? Uh, though let's talk about technology now and, and, and kind of where their the shippers' needs need to be met is, is a perfect example of this chart. So if, uh, if the guys back there can put down the chicken wings and throw up the chart, that would be perfect. There we go. Um, control, tower visibility, visibility tracking, asset management, uh, certainly 37% to 60%, the, I think the widest disparity in this survey. We talk about visibility a lot of times, asset management. I think that's a, it was a buzzword and is a technology that's really raging through the logistics industry. Absolutely. I mean, if you can't go more than 30 seconds at any conference, any industry event, even just scouring the internet for logistics, you can't go more than 30 seconds without seeing something about visibility or some technology promising end-to-end visibility. People, the shippers want it. People are trying to come up with a solution that has uh, the answers to it. I think that the biggest problem that we're seeing with a lot of visibility is those software integrations um, because a lot of those legacy systems and older systems, as we know, historically don't work with modern uh, technology and modern development the best way. So um, some of those visibility tools are lacking because of those technology blips where it necessary, like a call of a call of a call to a system. Um, but I th- absolutely see a big future for visibility and asset management. Um, like shippers want it. It's only going to get more and more prevalent, especially now that e-commerce is such a big player and shipper or end consumers can literally find out where their package is at any second of the day. Another another item here, you see, uh, uh, you know, certainly the most popular items, you see drop-offs in, in most categories. Another category you see a big bump is cloud-based solutions. Now, Mary, it's 2022. It's not 2011. I thought the cloud was everywhere. I, I you know, I, I don't even know what having a lot of data on-site even means anymore, but it seems like uh, a lot of companies are still struggling with the cloud. The cloud is everywhere, um, but ultimately, uh, it's. I think it just comes back to um, you know it's twenty twenty two. Historically, in the last six years or so, um, there's been a rapid rise of technology in the transportation and logistics space. There's always kind of been technology along the way, but really, there's been a big push for big tech integrations, like like leveling up your technology and everything in the last couple years that we haven't necessarily seen before. Because a couple years ago, I was still running supply chains on Excel. And I know I'm the biggest champion of GITS 2022, get your supply chain off Excel. So I think we're starting to see that technology develop, but not necessarily everyone knows where to start. Um, and I think that just cloud-based, cloud-based has been tossed around for so long. It was the old visibility three or four years ago um, that I do think that shippers are like, yeah, if we can just access our data anywhere, that would be great. Especially if you have different locations, warehouses, you might have someone that's out in the field that all they have is a cell phone or an iPad. Having those cloud-based solutions kind of enables everyone, regardless of where they are, to be connected and know what's happening and again have that visibility you know i it's amazing to me number one it's amazing to me how much vc private investment money billions upon billions probably hundreds of billions now have been poured in over the last 20 years i mean trillions probably if you take every industry out there all 
everyone's trying to make something better than a spreadsheet. And it's taken billions and hundreds of billions of dollars to, uh, to, 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 to do that. Uh, you know, it's, it's weird how, how everyone's changed to the spreadsheet because it, it works well enough to get the job done, but really it doesn't work any better than that and it never will. Uh, but but it is, it's, it's kind of strange. Uh, number two is, is what other stats in the, in the, the, the previous chart really stick out to you in, in tech and in different areas? I mean, I was kind of more surprised that transportation management, specifically around the scheduling, took such a big hit. I mean, it's down mm-hmm. almost 20% like year over year for the survey. And I kind of wonder if some of that is that those transportation management, especially those scheduling softwares and those scheduling solutions are so easy and readily a- available to implement. I kind of wonder if those solutions are kind of being the almost the low hanging fruit that can be easily implemented. So that's why it's less of a priority or they see it as a need that they need help with. Um, Cause that is a substantial drop. And so I'm wondering if shippers aren't really placing value in scheduling anymore. Um, and they want that visibility. They want those ability to have something in the cloud anywhere anyone is. Um, but the scheduling one was part of the drop that kind of surprised me a little bit. It did. It did. And maybe just technology, as you said, maybe technology is, is caught up to the, the, the needs right here. And, and talking about technology catching up to needs, so through, through in the, the last chart here, um, which details the, the technology gap, right? The IT technology gap. It's kind of a, a strange chart. You have the line, or, you know, you have, um, what do you have, Mary? It is a strange chart, <laughs> but, but the line is the key to it. Yeah, that, so the IT, the line is that IT gap. It's where um, it's kind of the balance between where shippers see something and where three PL or where shippers' needs are and where three PLs are um, exist. So the um, the line is kind of the dividing factor, and I mean it's pretty easy to see that um, you know the where shippers are satisfied. Yeah, so needs have outpaced. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Needs have outpaced 3PL tech capabilities, or maybe it's, it's it's more of a flat line, but it's declined a little bit. But so so 3PL capabilities on tech really hasn't caught up with the needs of of shippers. Am I reading this right? Yeah, I think so. Because that so in the the so the the gap has kind of stagnated over the last few yep. years but um shippers are only about 50 50 to 58% satisfied with the IT capabilities that a 3PL is offering and 3PLs are saying that oh we have all of this and all of this extra capabilities that shippers just aren't taking advantage of so then that also begs the question of what are what is what are 3PLs missing to not get that number up higher that is an interesting question. That's where the money is made, is, is figuring out where that gap is and addressing the solutions. Uh, Mary, thanks for, so much for coming on. Uh, before you go, though, let everyone know where to find Checkalt, how to subscribe, and how to watch. Of course. Well, if you just stay on FreightWaves TV for the next 10 minutes, you'll catch an episode of Check Call. And then outside of that, you can find, uh, you can subscribe to the newsletter on FreightWaves.com slash Check Call, or you can subscribe to all of the FreightWaves newsletters on FreightWaves.com slash subscribe. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn uh, under Mary O'Connell, and you can also find me on Twitter at, uh, at Mary O underscore 119.
and podcasting. Where can they find you on the podcast network? Oh, and you can find me anywhere you listen to your podcast. If you're listening to this on Apple or Apple Podcasts or Spotify, just go find Check Call. It's right there. It's It'll take you 30 seconds. All right. So we have a few seconds left. What's your one trend you're really watching data point for the back half of 2022? I think my one trend that I'm watching is going to be, um, it's just going to be, what happens next? Everyone's talking about a recessionary period. So I'm just going to kind of see where volumes fall, where volumes fall, where inflation goes, just kind of sit back and watch what everyone else is also watching and hope that it's, uh, it's not as bad as everyone's calling it to be. Hopefully it is not as bad. It looks like we probably have a technical recession right now. Thanks so much, Mary, for, for joining us on Put That Coffee Down today. Anytime. Thanks for having me. And to everybody out there watching, uh, you can catch us here at 12 p.m. Eastern Time every week on FreightWaves TV and on the same podcast network that, that Mary just mentioned. So hit subscribe and we'll see you next week. I got friends, only wanna talk business. I got expenses, the wind is expensive. I got expenses, the wind is expensive. I've been getting out of work, I've been getting out of work. And I've been shutting down the stars, I've been shutting down the stars.